So how old are you guys? Um, I'm 46. Let me ask, how much do you have saved for the future? Nothing. That uh, That's an ouch right there, isn't it? Nothing. 46. Nothing. Um, and, of course, you look at the statistics uh, and you, fi- you find that... Um, in fact, I just looked at it here. 40, uh, 20% of Americans have nothing saved, nothing zero. I mean, you couldn't, you know, if you ran into a one of your tires blew on your car, you couldn't get a, even a retread, you know. Uh, and God bless you. Listen, this is a tough time. We got people standing in line today on strike, uh, demanding, wanting more for income. We got rising costs going on all around uh, the United States with inflation. Uh, it's it's expensive to live today, and uh, come on, you all know that. We're all in different places and different times and different experiences uh, and different jobs and and what have you. But as followers of Christ, we know that the the Bible is clear and the principles of Scripture and the command of Scripture is clear that everything is of God, it's not of ours, and uh, we should work as unto the Lord. And as the, Jesus said, to give to Caesar what's Caesar's and to God what's God's. And so as followers of Christ... Uh, we get all this mixed together in this culture in which we live that's so materialistic and we got money and some don't have money and we got people who um, are on the top of the pile and the bottom of the pile financially. Come on, we know what's going on and it's, it's an issue. And I think the question for us here at the Intentional Living Center is how, are, how do we balance this whole thing of being intentional with our finances and honoring God in the process? You know, without hoarding or without being foolish. You don't want to be 46 with nothing in savings. And so the question I want to throw out to you all today, by the way, I'm Randy Carlson. I got so excited, didn't even tell you who I was. Randy Carlson here at the Intentional Living Center, part of Family Life uh, Radio, Intentional Living Media. Our team is here. We got our phone lines open. We're live today. Glad to be, uh, be, on, be on the air with you. And i really like to throw out to you uh, on this topic of money, um, Maybe you have a question about money. I'd be glad to have. I'd be glad to talk to you about it because this is an area uh, that I have experience and passion about when it comes to how to be intentional with your finances. Uh, but I also like to hear some of you who have said, "Hey, this is how we're doing it. This is how we've learned." Now, be specific. What's one thing you've learned about how to be intentional with your money for God's glory and, frankly, for the smartness for your family, the smartness for yourself? The scripture says he doesn't take care of his family uh, is um, is not good. I mean, we see that in the New Testament. And so we've, we've got this balance. I know some of you maybe have parents who've taken zero responsibility for money, and now they're old and they're retired and they're, they're relying on you, and you're thinking, why didn't they plan ahead? And so this is a big topic, and today with inflation like it is and money like it is, we know it can be a real issue. So... I just throw out there, come on, talk to people who are listening, who are feeling discouraged, overwhelmed. Some of you have experience in this. Some of you have learned some lessons. We're a community of believers who, who are here to encourage one another today, right? Isn't that why we're doing this? Jennifer, I shaking your head. This is why we do this? All right. 888-888-1717. Phone line is open. 888-888-1717 is the number. Let's hear the rest with Chad, who got us started here today. Uh, so, Chad, go right ahead. What's, uh, what's your question about uh, money and marriage? Well, I'll tell you that uh, my, my problem is getting my angel to save money or, or to want to save. You know, we've been uh, together for, for eight years, and I'd hate to say she's not good with money, but she's a giver. 
So uh-huh. as much as I'd like to, my experience is saving money, and as much as I'd like to save even a little bit, just the look in her eyes when she gives it away is something that's hard to overcome. Yeah. And so how old are you guys? Um, I'm 46. 46. Okay. L- let me ask, how, how, how much do you have saved for the future? Nothing. So uh, nothing for the future, and you want to save how much? Uh, as much as possible. I, I mean, in my, in before we were together, uh, and she's 10 years younger than me, I, I saved, you know, in the, in the tens of thousands, and now we're we're kind of week to week. So you got together, and now the money you saved is gone. No, not the money I saved. It was I, I'm I'm a saver by heart, but and just naturally. But since we've been together, we've been un, unable to save anything. All right. Well, listen. Um, you know, money can kind of slip away. Have you ever noticed how it kind of slips away? It it's. Uh, it kind of like has a mind of its own sometimes, unfortunately. But uh, to be 46, you know, the, the years pass, and I, I believe from uh, what Scripture teaches and from working with a lot of people over the years, that it's a wise person that will build up for the future. We even see that in the Old Testament. You know, every seventh year, you know, you, you, you save and save for that downtime, uh, that, that idea of the seventh year. And a wise person will prepare for the future. What we have taught for years here at the Intentional Living Center is a really simple formula, trying to keep it low as far as picking, you know, the cookies on the lower shelf, uh, 10, 10, 80. And if you're a young person, if you can start that discipline of saying, you know, well, I'm going to learn to live on 80% of whatever comes in, and I'm going to, I'm going to tithe, I'm going to be faithful in giving because this is God's. And uh, so many of you do that, you know, and you're faithful in doing that. Some of you have done that through the ministry to help us. We, we thank you, but that's that's not the point today. The point today is to say to be an intentional person and then to set aside 10% for the future, for the unexpectedness of life, to start investing, to start saving. Um, and there's ways of doing that, and you can get help for doing that. But if we can learn to live on 80%, some of you may be older and you haven't you haven't been saving, you haven't been preparing, and you got to... Be disciplined to say we got to live on seventy percent, honey, because we got to start setting aside, you know, twenty percent here, uh, or or when we hit that age where we can't continue to work or keep up like we have in the past, um, we don't want to be dependent on our kids living in the basement. Or if you live in Arizona where they don't have basements, you're going to be in the garage. You know, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, uh, but seriously, I know some of you struggle with this, but whatever, wherever you are learning to follow a, uh, a, a program like 101080, which is, uh, something that all of us can follow, whatever percentage works for you, but to be disciplined, to be faithful, to be intentional. Intentional is about doing the next right one thing. Talking money, triple eight, triple eight, 1717. Let's go to Mary Ellen in Michigan. Uh, I know you want to comment on Chad. What's your advice for him? My advice to you is I was married for almost 30 years to a wonderful man, and I'm a widow, but I am remarried now, and I learned how to save with my husband, and the key is to respect each other's gifts and to listen to each other's gifts, and I I would encourage your wife to appreciate your gift of saving. I learned it, and I am both a saver and a giver. My husband and I were able to tithe for many, many years, Mm. 
And I was able to take care of him because he was a quadriplegic from MS, and I had to pay for a lot of care for him. And I couldn't have done any of that if we hadn't become savers. And I have money in the bank for retirement, and I'm also a very generous giver. My church calls me frequently when they need <laughs> extra giving. So you tell your wife, we can give more if you will trust me to save, because we can be even more generous to God's kingdom. Yeah. If you will allow us to become savers and givers. And you know, and the Bible teaches, uh, Mary Ellen, that parents should be saving up for themselves and not the children taking care of, of the parents. We see that in Scripture. So parents, yeah. pl- preparing for your own future is a wise thing. Now, let me ask you, you now your husband has passed, uh, your, your first husband, yeah. but if, if he had not been a saver and had sort of just turned it over, whatever you want to do, what do you think would have happened? Well... I probably wasn't just a giver. I, I also understood that saving was important. But I think what he taught me were certain principles to put into practice, such as with my paycheck, I automatically had things put into savings, making it difficult to touch, so that that money I would just forget about. Mm. But he taught me certain principles of saving that made it easier to save. And I put those into practice. So he taught me a lot of things about how to save. And I was willing to learn. And then not be so impulsive in my giving. Listen more to the Holy Spirit and realize that you don't have to give to everyone. God will provide for people. You don't always have to be the one to to provide. Other people will provide. Mm -hmm. And so I think, but a lot of it has to do with respecting your spouse and their gifts. Mm -hmm. That's right. And and also learning that uh, we direct the money and not let the money direct us. You know, the money is just a, a medium of exchange. It's important. It's needed. But it also becomes a value question in our lives. What do we value? What's most important? And uh, it re- that's why money in marriage, that's what we're talking about today, is such a huge topic because it can show up in spades in terms of negativity and, and, and damage in the relationship. All right. Uh, we're talking about uh, money. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about life. Uh, maybe you got a question for me, something you've learned that's helped you and help others today to be intentional with money. Give us a call. 888-888-1717 is the number. Let me go to Pamela. In uh, Michigan. Hey, hey, Pamela, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good. Appreciate your call. Um, What's your take on this thing on money? Well, the most important way to be intentional with our money and have enough left to give over to people that are in need is to not live above our means, not spend more than we have. I mean, that seems so basic. Latest, greatest. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm a it's widow. so basic. But I'm what, a disabled veteran. I have a limited income, but God provides for me. My bills are paid, and I've been able to adopt two families by the grace of God and encourage them in the Lord and help them get to a better place. That's terrific. Now, how, when you say live within your means, how do you manage that real practically? What do you do? Well, if I want something, I'm going to save up for it. When I have enough cash for it, if I still want it, I'll go get it. If I don't, that money goes in the bank towards something else that might come up, like a plumbing repair or a household. Or maybe if I just want to, you know, the Lord leads me to treat myself, you know, I, the money's there. So do you use credit card or, or, or do you avoid that? 
I only use a credit card in an emergency. I, I like to pay cash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I use my debit card. I, you know, I have my monthly bills budgeted out and then whatever's left I have. If one of the two families has a particular need, I'm able to share. Do you, do you work on a budget? All glory to God. Do you, do you work on? I mean, I, do you have a written budget you follow, or is it more just sort of you're aware of where you are and keep track of it in your mind? All my all my bills are on my calendar in my phone, and I mm. get alerts when they're due. But I know when they're due, and if I want, if I want, if like one of my families has a special need, or I have a special need, I'll take extra days if they're offered. That way I don't have to dip into my budget. I don't have to dip into my household funds. Yeah, well, that's good. So you know you know where it is. And, you know, when we do, thank you for your call, by the way, Pamela. Uh, some people, when they hear the B word, budget, you know, they go, they want to hide under the desk, you know, like, hello. Uh, and I know some of you operate more, in, more out of instinct. You kind of know where you are and you kind of look at your balances and you keep a track of it. Um, you know, obviously, the more we can keep it, keep track of it, the better. I mean, I'm thinking about our ministry here. You know, we we got a a financial controller, our our business manager Mac, who's upstairs, lost in numbers today. Um, I mean, he keeps track of every dime coming in and out of this place, and we have a budget and we follow it. and uh, And there there it is. And our budget includes not going into debt. We don't go into debt. We operate with what comes in for God's glory. So we we see what happens and. Of course, that's huge for the, the ministry. It helps because we just made a decision. We're not going to borrow to operate. And I know that uh, we have to borrow maybe to buy a house and so on, but we've got to be careful. I was just looking. The, the credit card level of debt in the United States has just exceeded $1 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars. And, of course, the interest rate on that continues to go up. People are paying 18 20 or even more percentage on credit cards. And you know that. And, and you're saying, well, yeah, but the cost of everything's going up. Look what it is. You, st- you go get a, you know, your gas filled up. Um, Don and I just took a little trip and we, we were in California and we saw gas at six, six bucks a gallon. So I said, we're getting out walking, you know, <laughs> push the car, Donna, downhill. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, across the country, wherever you are, you know, gas prices are up, um, food prices are up. And so being a, being a good steward, part of it is being a good manager and understanding how to manage the money that's coming in. All right, we've got people who want to join in. Um, we have, an, we have uh, Pamela on the line from Arizona. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I am good. How are you, Dr. Randy? Good. Good. I appreciate your call. How, what, what do you think about this thing on money? What have you learned? Well... I am like many people. I grew up not being trained by my parents in how to handle money. And I struggled with it for many years. I tried Crown Financial. They were too left brain for me. I'm a very right brain artist type person. So I found Financial Peace University really helped me. They taught me how to own, to be in control of my money rather than the money being in control of me. And I do a budget. I do it in Excel on my computer. Um, I know what I have. I save uh, year-round for my uh, homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, medical expenses. So I have these savings accounts set up uh, in my credit union um, where I actually use those to 
to save money that I'm going to need at a later time. But I'm very careful. I am retired. I live on Social Security and a small pension. Mm. And I am able to still give to the Lord's work for that gentleman who is the very first speaker. I, I would like to urge him to go to one of the financial peace classes with his wife at a church Yep. where they can hear other couples talk and share uh, what they've gone through and how they manage it. And just having somebody else say the things that he wants to say takes the pressure off of him mm. and it would set him free so that maybe his wife will begin to get a different perspective. Because I think she's probably like I was. She probably wasn't ever trained by her parents in how to manage money. So the right brain part of it for you was more hearing the stories and being encouraged? Um, or I'm what? very, very visual, very expressive. And so uh, if it's just pragmatic numbers, it was really hard for me. But the way that it's presented in Financial Peace University with humor, with yeah. stories, it just made it easier for me to do well, I, I agree you know, with you. And a lot of churches run that program, um, and I, I know it's helped I, a lot of people. A lot of them do, and I think it's a great way when couples come from very different viewpoints that they get on the same page together. Um, Thankfully, I had had some of this training when I got married many years ago because my husband couldn't budge. If he got money in his hands, it was gone. And so we had to sit down and negotiate through it all, and I got him sitting down with me doing the budget. And he, he had a certain amount of money in his pocket, but he could spend that however he wanted. But when it came to uh, the rest of the money, it had to be according to our budget so that we could pay our bills. Yeah. Well, that's why that's what budgets do. I mean, it's all budget is, is a policy. It's, a, it's just, you know, you're directing where the money is going to go and how it's going to be handled. And what I, what I love, and I hear this over and over from people, people who are choosing to be intentional with their finances Part of it is gratitude, blessing, and giving. In other words, we see giving go up. We see the opportunity to give and be more generous because we're being faithful on the other end to say we're not going to waste money on this and that and the other thing. Very, very powerful. All right. Thank you, Pamela. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call. You're welcome to join us. We're talking about money. Talking about being a a believer, a follower of Christ and money. And How's that mix? What have you learned? What's the question? What's one thing that works for you? What do you think? 888-888-1717. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Have you ever been so wrapped up in the big picture that you completely miss out on a crucial detail? Trust me, it happens. Sometimes the key to success lies in those tiny nuances that we tend to overlook. In Dr. Randy's teaching, when small things aren't so small, you'll learn four ways you can actually achieve success by diving into those seemingly insignificant issues beneath the surface. When you support intentional living with a monthly gift, We'll email you Dr. Randy's teaching, featuring a new topic each month, as well as a bonus teaching on various topics that will help you live an intentional life for Christ. And when you give right now, we have something special for you from Dr. Randy's bookshelf. Max Lucado's Outlive Your Life. You were made to make a difference. 
Max makes the book of Acts come alive and applies it to the 21st century. To receive this month's teaching and the book by Max Lucado, call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Laughter, fun, hope. You'll experience all of this at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. What's the process to build an intentional marriage? The reality is there should be a great big sign across our foreheads on the day we get married that says, Assembly Required. You'll have a great time at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, November 4th at 7 p.m. at New Beginnings Church in Albuquerque. Register now at TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. We're, we're going to have a good time in Albuquerque, uh, November the 4th. And boy, it's uh, limited seating and the tickets have been going like crazy here. So uh, if you're waiting, I hope you'll go ahead and get those. Come on out, bring some friends with you. We're going to have fun. A couple of hours, two, two and a half hours, just really uh, enjoying ourselves and laughing, learning. But I want to share five powerful principles that can change a marriage, that will encourage you. You may be doing great on three of them and struggling with two, but it's all going to be a lot of encouragement for you, uh, something you can take away that will help you in your marriage, to celebrate your marriage, and to be more intentional in your marriage. So, again, Albuquerque, coming up uh, November the 4th. Go to TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Also, uh, I want to say thanks to some friends who have joined us here in support of the ministry as we're approaching the end of the month. Uh, I want to say thank you to to uh, Daniel from uh, Albuquerque, thank you for joining us with, uh, with a gift. Eric, uh, for joining us from Florida, appreciate it. And then joining us as a monthly member of Intentional Living, Jane from Buckeye, Arizona. And by the way, Jane, that means every month you'll start receiving a brand new teaching from me to you from our Intentional Living Center to encourage you. This month on the topic of when small things aren't so small, how do you recognize small things can either add value multiply in your life or they can divide and subtract in your life and we're going to talk about small things when they're not so small that's the lesson this month and so uh, join us we need your help frankly we're behind where we need to be closing out this month and so i just share with you if god's laid on your heart uh, to be a giver to be generous in helping other people we hope you'll think about intentional living because we need your help go to theintentionallife.com that's theintentionallife.com. We're talking money here today, and we're going to be wrapping up in a few minutes, but we're going to stay here and record for a program coming down the road here in a few days. And we'd love to hear your story. What have you learned about money? What, what have you uh, done with money in terms of your marriage and your family that's made a difference? One thing. Or if you have a question, 888-1717, 888-1717. Okay, Barbara in Michigan, how are you today? I am good, thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, what part of Michigan are you in calling from, by the way? Mount Pleasant, Central Michigan. Absolutely. Great place. Mm-hmm. I was there for a conference, uh, yes. I think it was in the spring, and we April. had a great time. Yes. Sold out with a fantastic uh, evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so what about money? What have you learned? Uh, well, I have uh, n- never had money money. I mean, when I would want to get something, I always laid it away and then went and paid so much on it. That's how I learned to budget. Our honeymoon, when my husband and I were engaged, we went and cleaned my aunt's uh, beauty parlor. 
and saved all the money so we could go on a honeymoon. Then later, I put everything in envelopes until I left over $100 in the envelopes and at the restaurant and decided that wasn't good. But now uh, I do have a budget, and like with my electric bill, I have so much that I feel that it probably will be. When it is not, I take the extra money and I have a little thing extra electric saving. And uh, then if something comes along that I wasn't expecting, I have some money to fall back on. So I just, uh, um, when uh, my husband was alive, he got his Social Security, I got mine. And so we said, no, you can do anything you want with your Social Security. So I did. Sometimes I gave quite a bit of it away, and he'd get so upset at me. But we were blessed that we didn't have to rely on that to live. So uh, he now, uh, he also did a lot of saving and everything. He said, Barb, this is for you when I'm gone. So if everything, the world, anyway, if we don't uh, go into a bad uh, recession and things, I will have extra that my children will get when I am no longer alive. But uh, budgets is the only way for me to actually live. And you started right on day one. I mean, it sounds like a perfectly romantic honeymoon to me going to clean the um what was it was it the hair hair salon of a cousin but you know what what you said was and this is important you started out at the beginning saying we're going to save we're going to manage money now i suspect from hearing your story uh barb that you're probably not rolling in money but you've been intentional in terms of how you manage it. You know where it's going. You know you're saving. You know if there's a little extra in that envelope at the end of the month, you're going to keep it for the emergency. And really, when you think about when I think about money, let's face it, it can become an obsession in our life in a negative way, or it can become a problem in our life because we're not managing it. Either extreme is a problem. But learning to be intentional in terms of managing our resources for God's glory and for the benefit of those we love, including our family and ourselves, uh, is a great is a great thing. It's not the message of the world, but it's a message as followers of Christ. And I was thinking, as I heard um, over the last uh, number of days, the number of people who have called, stand in support of the radio ministry and what's going on with the radio ministry. Uh, my wife and I were so humbled to hear the stories and and hear how people giving so sacrificially to to keep the the ministry going to recognize that uh, there are people followers of Christ who found that balance and priority in their life and uh, that's a powerful thing. Okay, uh, we just got started on this topic. I'm out of time, and no, I can't continue for another half hour uh, live because they're going to boot me out of the studio, but. I tell you what we do do, as soon as we end here in about 60 seconds, uh, we're going to just continue to talk here in the studio with you all on the phone and those of you on Facebook as well. Uh, and uh, you can join in with us if you have a question for me today about money, or maybe you have a comment about one thing you've learned about money that's helped you. Some of you, come on, you've been really gifted with this topic and you could help somebody today. What's one thing you've learned that would help somebody who frankly is struggling to understand how money works. Give us a call right now, 888-888-1717. We'll stay here, we'll record this, it'll air later this week, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. 888-888-1717. 
888-888-1717. Facebook friends, hope you'll share what we're doing here today. Tomorrow, wow, big topic, opposite sex friendships. Thumbs up or thumbs down. We'll see you tomorrow.